This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed in this publication are those of the authors. They do not purport to reflect the opinions or views of Paddle and Finn or its members. The designations employed in this publication and the presentation of materials therein do not imply the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of Paddle and Finn concerning the legal status of any country, area, or territory, or of its authorities, or concerning the delimitation of of its frontiers what is going on boys and girls welcome to once again to the bass kayak and beers podcast as always it's your boy armando um today's episode it's gonna be an interesting episode i mean i figured at some point when i decided that i was gonna start doing a podcast this sort of episode would uh come up um, and there's a lot that I have to say, and let me start by saying I'm going to be talking about the recent controversy regarding the Pickwick Bass Nation Kayak Series. Um, so if you don't know, um, the last event of the Bass Nation Kayak Series um, at Lake Pickwick, um, Drew Gregory won that tournament. Uh, with that win, he also secured Angler of the Year. So there's a lot riding on 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 this tournament, not just the tournament winnings, but also um, possible or potential uh, sponsorship that comes with Angle of the Year and other prizes. Um, that result by Drew Gregory has been contested or protested. The protest has been accepted by Bass Nation Kayak Series by the tournament directors. Um, and Drew Gregory is appealing that, or um, I should say, Drew Gregory has been advised of that and has given a chance to um, present his side of things. So at the moment, there is not an official, uh, at, the, at this point of the recording, which is today is Monday, October 17th in the morning. At this point, 
there has been no decision because it is under review. Um, the protest has been uh, submitted by 10 different anglers, and that is a significant number. And towards the end of this episode, I'll talk a little bit about why that's significant. So stick around because you might want to listen to that. I want to set a few things straight before I start talking about this. And first of all, um, I didn't just wake up this morning and decided that I wanted to talk about this. I've taken um, the last seven days to interview and talk to more than a dozen people regarding this and the interpretation of the rules and what actually happened. Among the people that I've talked, I'm not going to name names because it's a private conversation, but I've talked to tournament directors. I talked to a few of the people that actually protested it. I've talked to the people that, or some of the people that actually presented evidence of this, and we'll talk about the evidence in a bit. Um, I've talked to Drew Gregory himself. Drew Gregory was invited for this podcast, but however, because of the protest uh, being accepted um, and being under review, he doesn't want to come into any podcast until this is done, which I respect. I don't think he's purposely, purposely trying to avoid this. He's just going to wait till everything comes out, and that's his right. I would have love to have him on the podcast to talk about this but he's again he declined and i and i respect his decision i think it's it's okay i don't feel like he's trying to avoid this at all it's just pausing it until things get clarified with bass nation kayak series and the tournament directors um i say this uh that i've talked to these people but like i said i didn't just wake up and decide to talk about it i've done my research i've done my homework i feel comfortable now that I've gathered all, if not most of the facts regarding this, to make an informal, uh, formal, an educational podcast on what's going on. There is a lot of misconceptions and a lot of misinformations from conversations that I've had with different people. Um, some of you of my listeners have actually called me and texted me and contacted me through social media regarding this once the story kind of broke out after um, last week's episode with KBN, where it kind of like, that's where it kind of came out. Um, and that's where I think a lot of this got, uh, how do you say this kind of churned up to, um, to the surface. I, I don't think a lot of people knew about what was going on until this came up, um, or that episode air. Um, so, Again, I've done my research on this. I feel comfortable. I'm not just giving personal opinions without fact-checking some of this. Um, there's a lot of misinformation from what I see talking to some of the people that have contacted me about what rule was broken and a bunch of comments I'm seeing on social media about gray rules, misinterpretation, and I think it's important to educate ourselves on what the rules are and what was protest so we need to identify what it is and what it's not um another thing that i want to mention is i would have rather much be doing this podcast if it was somebody else's other than Drew gregory if you've listened to my podcast before if you listen to my episodes about uh with Drew gregory if you've uh seen my social media you know i'm a huge fan of Drew gregory i've Declared him the GOAT based on the what he's done consistently throughout the years. Um, and Drew Gregory has done more 
for the growth of the kayak fishing community than most. Um, you know, he's done so many. He's been a great ambassador to the kayak fishing, kayak bass fishing community. Um, he is a world class, um, not just angler, but paddler. Um, he is, by all accounts, a great human being. I've, I personally uh, have a lot of respect for Duke Gregory. However, I have to be objective when I'm going to do this episode. Some of the things that I be, that uh, Duke Gregory has mentioned, I personally don't agree with. I think some of it need to be fact-checked, but it's not me picking on Duke Gregory or um, attacking Duke Gregory at all. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Duke Gregory. And I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt um, in the court of public opinions. When it comes to tournament rules, tournament rules are tournament rules. Nobody's above the rules. Nobody's above the law. If Duke Gregory or anybody else breaks a rule, knowingly or unknowingly, that person's results should be disqualified. This is nothing personal on Duke. However, like I said, in the court of personal opinion, I think Drew Gregory um, deserves and has earned um, benefit of the doubt. Personally, Drew Gregory, and I'll tell this story um, because, again, I want to highlight how much I respect and appreciate Drew Gregory. On Lake Darnell, the tournament that I took part for the Hobie BOS uh, last month, the week, the couple of days before I head out to the tournament, I witnessed a close friend of mine um, be the victim of some disturbing behavior by other people. And that really put me in a really, really dark place. Um, when I went out driving to Lake Darnell um, on Wednesday, in my first hour, I just wanted to come back and stay home. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, fishing was the last thing on my mind. Um, and I needed to kind of recalibrate and uh, mentally and get out of this, you know, dark cloud that was just hovering over my emotions. I contacted Duke Gregory. He was driving uh, from his home to Lake Darnell as well. And I told him, hey, listen, I, I'm in a dark place right now. I can't focus on anything. Um, I just I just want somebody to talk to while I'm driving about fishing and kind of maybe get me back on focus on the trail and we did we had a great conversation and i am super grateful for Drew gregory about that that's the kind of person that drew he didn't ask me what i was going through he was just like let's do it let's talk fishing man what do you want to talk about what and we talked and uh we had a great conversation i say that because i honestly i'm very grateful for Drew. i once in lake darnell thanks to Drew, i got to meet uh fred rambonis and his Son Jackson, who ended up winning the tournament, I am super grateful for the connections that that I made through um, kayak fishing through Drew Gregory, uh, and I and I appreciate him. I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. But like I said, I will be talking about thumbsing some of the talking points that I don't agree with Drew Gregory, but that doesn't mean that I don't still view him as a friend, as a close friend, as somebody that I admire. I uh, do not question his kayak fishing skills. I do not question his integrity as a person. Let me make that very clear. Um, before we start actually talking about this, just a quick shout out to my sponsor, Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of LRS, 
X Matrix and award-winning fly fishing rods. We're going to go to a quick waypoint commercial and then we'll begin talking about the tournament. So, like I mentioned, Drew Gregory's results has been contested and it's not just the tournament winnings and the first place that is at stake. It, it is would be also the Angler of the Year, which would now pretty much end his run for Angler of the Year. Um, let's talk about what was challenged and clear up the misconceptions of what it is that it was protested. And to explain to you that maybe if you're not familiar with how this works, when an angler is protesting the results for another tournament angler, he has to identify what he's protesting. Like, what are the actions that he's protesting? And from there, uh, they single out what is the rule that was broken. Okay? Every other rule doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the rule that was in question or the rule that was broken. I say this because I think in this whole conversation, there seems to be this stigma that the rules are not clear, that there is um, uh, any that it is free for interpretation and that it is confusing and Although I think some rules regarding bass fishing, not just uh, bass station, but uh, Hobie BOS should be cleaned up in regards to the rule in question, to the rule being, to the action being protest. Let me make this very, very clear. There is no gray area. There is no confusion. There is no, well, what if he interpreted differently? There is not. And we're going to go over that. Before... Go over that. Let's read the rules um, that uh, govern this body of water. And for those that are not familiar with tournament national tournament fishing, so there is the rules that you find on the uh, website. That's just the general rules about hand placement, uh, uh, bodies of waters, um, launch axes. Um, the only thing that you need to know about this and the, the general rules is that it says that you're not allowed to portage. In other words, you're not allowed to go over an obstacle, over land, over a beaver dam, over shallow laydown, over whatever, without, you're not allowed to go through it while getting out of your kayak. In other words, you have to be able to navigate through whatever obstacle there is without getting out of your kayak in order to continue fishing that body of water that's what the general rule says on the website then every tournament has the rules that govern that specific body of water and that is pertains more to um boundaries so we're not going to read all the rules for the overall rules that is on the website we're going to focus on the rules for lake pickwick because therein lies um the protest so let me see if I can share my screen here. Uh, let's see, share screen. Okay, so Pickwick, I hope you can see this. I'm going to read this. So again, this is the additional information. This goes over top of the general rules. Tournament waters, Pickwick Lake, and any creek and canals connecting to Pickwick Lake. So what it's saying is, Everything that's connected to Pickwick Lake um, 
is eligible waters. Next sentence shows the limitation of that. It says, for example, Wilson Dam to Pickwick Dam, no locking. You may not go to South Highway 25 Bridge in Yellow Creek. Bay Springs Lake is outside of the tenement boundaries. And this is very important. Only waters accessible from the main body of Pickwick will be considered accessible. This is very important. This is where the rule that is being in question, or this is where the protests lie. The protest says that the person in question fished waters that were not accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake. I've talked to a dozen anglers, more than a dozen anglers, since this story broke out, um, and asked them, what do they interpret as only waters accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. I've talked to anglers that are tournament directors, former tournament directors, people that uh, put in the protest, anglers that put in the protest, anglers that are really close friends with Drew Gregory. I've talked to Drew Gregory himself. And no, there is not a single person out there that has misinterpreted this rule. Everybody understands that that means that if you cannot access the body of water that you want to go up to without having to get out of your kayak, then that means it's not accessible. Every single person understands this rule. And even if there is one person that doesn't understand this rule, I guarantee you, because I've talked to Drew Gregory, Drew Gregory himself understands this rule. There is no gray area. There is no free to interpretation this rule. Not by me, not by Jeff Mallott, not by Ryan Lambert, not by uh, anybody else, not by Drew Gregory. It says what it says. Only waters accessible from the main body of Pickwick will be considered accessible waters. So just because it says on the on the beginning of the paragraph, Pickwick Lake and any creeks and canals connecting to Pickwick Lake doesn't mean that you can fish any part of the creeks or canals. It means that you can go up those creeks and canals as long as the water is accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake. And again, I re re reiterate, Drew Gregory knows this rule. And I'm not picking on Drew Gregory, but I can tell you and I've talked to Drew Gregory. He understands this rule as well as anybody else. Drew Gregory himself has been the subject of protests in the past. Over the last five years or so, um, his tournament uh, results have been contested more than half a dozen times. And on all of them, if, on most, if not all of them, it states that he was not fishing the main body uh, that the the creek that he was fishing, or the body of water that he was fishing was not accessible from the main body of lake, um, name of or the main on the tournament waters. Sorry, got a little sidetracked there for a second. So this, not just this tournament, but in the past, over the, the course of like five or six years, Drew Gregory's has been protest, has had protests against him because of this same thing. I've been on the record 
on my podcast and on social media of defending Drew simply because there wasn't any evidence that that rule was breaking. Nevertheless, I made this point. I'm saying this to make a point that Drew knows this rule because he himself has had to submit evidence to prove that the body of water that he was fishing was accessible from the main lake in past tournament, not in this tournament, in past tournament. The point that I'm trying to make is that Drew knows this rule. And there is no misinterpretation of the rule. And that's very key because a lot of people are going like, well, the you can interpret the rules one way or the other. I don't see how you can interpret this specific rule any other way. But even if you did, let's rest assured, Drew Gregory doesn't misinterpret it for the reasons that I've just stated. Now, now that we got that clear, let's talk about what is what is how did this came about and why is that rule being protest did Drew Gregory fished um bodies of waters that were not accessible to the main lake I've talked to like I said a dozen people over the last week um I've talked to people that submitted evidence of this um I've talked to people that protested this Pickwick event and from the evidence that was sh was shown to me, and there was photos and video recordings of this, I can only say I I can only get to the conclusion that yes, Drew Gregory was not fishing bodies, uh, body of water that was accessible from the main lake, and I can comfortably declare that because I've seen the evidence of it, and we'll talk about the evidence in just a second. But we, before we get to that, how did this came about? This comes about because Drew Gregory submitted a fish that is an Alabama strained bass. And this part, I am not a marine biologist. I cannot tell the difference between an Alabama bass and, a tip, and any other bass. I can tell you the difference between a largemouth bass and a smallmouth bass. I can tell you the difference between a spotted bass and a largemouth bass. But that's the, as far as my knowledge of bass subfish species goes, okay? But nevertheless, this came about because somebody noticed or a few people noticed that one of the bass that he had submitted was an Alabama strain bass. Why is that relevant? That's relevant because from what I've been told, there is no record on a, of an Alabama strain bass. And I can, I could be misrepresenting the species whatever species it was i don't know the latin name for it whatever um the point is this subspecies of bass that he caught is not found or has never been recorded on lake pickwick and that raised the flag with more than one tournament angler so when they see that they go to the tournament organizer and says this is not possible because this type of bass does not exist on Pickwick Lake. So we need to know where he was fishing. There needs to be, like Drew says, and Drew's okay with it because he said on social media, checks and balances for this. So tournament director then kind of points out where the meta data um, was from. 
and if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically when you submit a fish um, on TourneyX, it has the metadata. In other words, it has the GPS coordinates and it can pinpoint where you caught that fish and at what time you caught that fish according to where the fish, uh, the photo was taken. That information is uploaded along with the picture. So when this uh, tournament anglers that are protesting the results go up to the tournament directors or organizers and say, we need to know where he caught this bass because this bass is not, this sub again, this subspecies of bass is not um, in Lake Pickwick. Uh, they noticed that um, Drew Gregory was fishing at a creek that feeds into a creek that feeds into Lake Pickwick and it was 20, approximately 20 miles away from Lake Pickwick or the body of water. That is a pretty big number. Um, and uh, although the rules don't say how far up a creek you can go, that is not what is in question here. Um, what is in question again is whether or not Drew Gregory was fishing on bodies of water that were accessible from the main lake. So when they look at that, they look at Google Maps and they look at other satellite images and realize there is a bunch of laydowns and a bunch of obstructions that would stop you, would not allow you to go to that part of the lake from the main body of lake uh, without having the need to portage. Obviously, Google image can change because that picture might have been taken two or three from a satellite picture must have been taken two or three years ago. And that could have changed that laydown may not be there or the body or, or the um, the water level may be higher and therefore easier to navigate. So what these tournaments anglers did, they packed up, went to the where the metadata shows um, Drew Gregory caught that fish and other fish um and they documented the journey trying to go from that specific area where the fish was caught to the main body of water and i've corroborated this story with one of the persons that um contested the rule and submitted the evidence i personally have seen the evidence and there's photos and there's videos of it uh i'm not going to share the photos or video because they're not mine you can find them on social media um but the what I saw was just trunks of like on laydowns that go like three or four feet above the water. And from what I've been told, um, there were multiple sections like that um, that are just impossible. I don't care how good of a paddler you is. And keep in mind, Duke Gregory is a world class paddler. Every tournament there is the best paddle out there my money is that duke gregory is the best paddler out there world-class paddle he's been doing this for 10 years which also highlights um why i say that he knows um the rules in questions um and there is no confusion he himself was the tournament director or the founder of river bassing um, so he himself has been the tournament director and he's been doing tournaments for the better part of the decade so he completely knows all the rules. And again, I'm not picking on, on, on Drew Gregory. I love Drew Gregory and respect that. And I hope to have his friendship after this podcast. And I'm confident Drew being the class act person that he is that, that we're still going to be friends about it. But the fact remains, um, you know, that this rule was broken 
according to the evidence that I've seen. And again, Bass Nation has accepted the protest. And Drew Gregory is now submitted uh, or pleaded his case, and it's under review. Um, this, again, it was video submitted, and uh, and there was not just one, but from what I understand, more than half a dozen uh, uh, places where the water was obstructed. The fact that it was 20 miles away from um, the actual tournament waters sends a red flag. And again, there is no rule that says how far up the creek you can go. Um, but like if you read the rules again, you know, it does say um, you may not go up south of Highway 25 Bridge, Yellow Creek, uh, Bay Springs Lake is outside tournament waters. Um, and it again, it does say only waters accessible from the main body of, of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. Or even though it doesn't give a number, that's irrelevant. The rule that is protested or the action that it protests pertains to the rule that says the body of water must be accessible from the main lake. And that is very important, regardless of how you feel about accessible waters, portaging rules, none of that comes into place. Drew Gregory has been on social media saying that he didn't. Um, Portage and did he access public bodies of water? And I'll tell you right now, I completely believe Drew Gregory where he's when he says he accessed public bodies of water. I I'll put my a gun to my head and say that that is completely accurate when he says he accessed through a public area. I completely believe him, and I'll take this to the grave. I'll completely believe him when he says he did not portage at any time. I completely believe him. The problem is that's not the rule that he's allegedly broke. I keep talk hearing talk people talking in social media about, and I, and I respect everybody's opinion about. Well, we need to define tournament waters. We need to define public areas. We need to def define portaging. That's fine and dandy, but that's not the rule that is being broken. The rule that is being broken again, and I'll cite it again. Only waters accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. So regardless, if Drew Gregory launched from a public access, which I guarantee you he did, regardless that of the fact that he abided by the portaging rules and did not portage, I, I'm here to tell you, I completely believe him. I'll put my life, I bet my life on him that he's telling the truth. That is not what it is in question. Just because you access from a public lake and just because you portage, you didn't portage, that doesn't mean that you followed the third rule, which is it must be accessible from the main body of lake. This is like me saying... And I'll try to illustrate. This is like me stopping at a red light for three seconds and then running the red light. And then having a cop give me a ticket and challenging says, well, why stop at the red light? I stopped for three seconds. Yes, I did stop. I did follow the rules in that aspect. I did stop at the red light. But then I ran the red light because I continued after I stopped without waiting to get green. That's what I'm trying to illustrate. So in other words, Jude Gregory did follow the rules about portaging and about 
uh, public access. But that is irrelevant because the body of water was he was fishing was not accessible from the main lake. And again, Drew Gregory cannot go out here and say he misinterpreted that rule. And he, to my knowledge, he hasn't said that he misinterpreted the rule. From what I've seen on his social media and from what the podcast that I heard with uh, KBN, he hasn't said, oh, I misinterpreted that rule. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not saying that he has. All I'm saying is that he can't say that he misinterpreted the rule because, again, this is a rule that he's been contested for, the, for at least half a dozen times in the last five or six years. So he knows this rule better than you and me. He's completely aware of this rule, and he's completely aware that he's been contested about it. And he himself has submitted videos of him going up Sholies to prove that the water where he was fishing was accessible from the main lake. That We're not talking about Lake Pick. We're talking about past tournaments. Now, I've defended Drew Gregory, even on Lake Darnell this past month for the Hobie BOS. Um, people know that I've you know hyped up Drew Gregory on my podcast and my social media. And I actually had somebody call me out on, on uh, Lake Darnell at the bull rap and says, uh, you know, th this is what the person says. You know that your boy Drew Gregory is, uh, is cheating on this tournament. And I asked him, what do you? What do you mean by that? And what evidence you have? It's like, oh, he's, I saw him fishing in, in legal waters. I'm like, do you have proof of that? No, I don't have proof, but I know what I saw. I was like, if you don't have proof of that, I, I'm not going to take your side. You can say whatever you want. And unless you submit evidence of him doing that, I can't just believe you. I'll ask you, Gregory, and I did. I asked you, Gregory, about it. Um, so I'm going to side with you, Gregory, because he's earned that right. Now, I've asked why in the previous half a dozen times that he's not been, that he's been protested, why that protest hasn't been accepted or why was he never disqualified? And it comes down to uh, lack of evidence. And again, some of the people that actually protested this um, tournament in the past have defended Drew publicly and privately on past uh, protest regarding this same rule regarding Drew Gregory. Um, so I don't think this is anybody just having a personal vendetta against Drew Gregory. The fact that 10 people submitted it is a significant number. Sorry about that. Let me just take a sip to dry my lips there. That feels good. So the fact of the matter is, again, this is not tournament waters. And I've defended you, and I've 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 hadn't I've been called out on it, and people have messaged me, have called me regarding this when this story came out, and I will continue to defend you in the past, but in this case, I a way that I see it, and the evidence that presented to me clearly states that Drew Gregory was out of bounds and therefore should be disqualified. I love Drew Gregory, but not everybody is above the law. My podcast will always side with the truth. My only loyalty with my podcast is to the facts, the truth, and the kayak fishing community and my listeners. I don't come on this podcast to talk about controversial stuff just to get listeners. If you follow me on my podcast and you follow me on social media, you know that at no point have I addressed the uh, scandal in the walleye fishing world that took place. Because guess what? It has nothing to do with kayak fishing. And I'm not here for the clickbaits and the sound bites. I'm here to grow organically and serve the kayak fishing community. 
and do whatever it is best for the kayak fishing community. Same thing with uh, Keith Boucher, whatever happened in Bass Nation kayaks and uh, Bass Master events and Bass Opens. I've even talked about it on social media. I haven't talked about it on my podcast because it is not relevant. I'm not here for the sound bites. I'm not here for the clickbaits. I'm much as I love Drew Gregory, I cannot side with something that's wrong. Now, I do side with Drew Gregory in the sense that I don't think he did this on purpose. It's up to everybody's opinion. How did he, as somebody from this much experience, screw up on this and uh, and fish this 20 miles away without checking? I can't explain it. That's up to Drew to explain it. But if Drew says that um, that is his mistake and they, they refuse to check, then I agree with him. If he said that he thought it was uh, um, that he thought the water was accessible from the main lake, I believe him. But that's just in the court of public opinion. The fact remains that it was not, and therefore he should be disqualified. And again, that's nothing personal, Drew. I've had Drew on this podcast before. I've glowed about how what an amazing angler. I don't question his ability at all. But again, there is a lot of misconceptions and a lot of misinformations and. A lot of it from the uh, from talking to some of my listeners that called me and kind of like wanted me to address this or wanted my opinion on this. It seems that it stems a lot with the what happened on the KBN podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, it was last week's episode on the KBN when they had Drew Gregory. Uh, my thoughts on that podcast: I don't think Jeff Ballard and Drew and uh, Ryan Lambert were out there to try to um, corner Drew Gregory. Um, I think this conversation just kind of evolved. And I want to play some of the soundbat and fact check what Drew Gregory said. Now, let me start by saying this. I think if you listen to the whole podcast and you're going to listen on the sound clip, there seemed to be a, a disconnect on what, what Jeff Ballard and Ryan Lambert were trying to say and what Drew Gregory is trying to say. So I really think that what Drew Gregory said was not in the context, and therefore it came out uh, confusing to some people. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and as you can see in the soundbite, there did seem like there was a confusion between what each one was trying to point out. But nevertheless, Drew mentioned some things that are not factual. Um, and I think it's important to clear that up. And again, nothing against Drew. So let's... See if I can share that screen again. Um, share screen. Chrome tab. All right, let's go through this. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole episode. I'm just going to go through the parts that are relevant to this. Um, and it's only going to be like a minute. Um, and then we'll I'll play it on. Then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the I mean, the way the rules right now, it's pretty clear all creeks connected to pickwick lake i don't know what's not clear about that it's, it says all creeks and rivers that are connected so if people don't understand that then i don't know what to say man but but that's it's pretty clear as far as that goes but as far as okay let me stop it right there because again drew drew is quoting part of the uh of the rules and i'm not accusing drew of a line but whether it was on purpose or not on purpose, the fact remains that he's um, omitting uh, part half of the rule, which honestly, it favors his position 
on this. By omitting this other information, it makes it seem like he's completely right. And I'm saying, I'm not accusing Drew Gregor of this. Like you'll see um, uh, next, there was seemed to be a, a, a misunderstanding of what Drew Gregory is trying to say and what Jeff Malap wants to say. But nevertheless, Drew Gregory is what he's saying. It's like all creeks and canals are and canals that are connected um, are eligible tournament waters. And again, I go back to the uh, the rule book. The rule book says that it needs to be accessible from the main body of lake. And again, he left out that information, and that information is what is in question here. That's the rule that he allegedly broke. So. Let's continue listening to this. What you were saying on the, you know, going over dry land. Well, if you're going over dry land to something that's a, a pond, well, that's obviously it's, that water's not connected anymore. It's a man-made. That's why the word man-made is important to have in there, man-made dam or, or berm or whatever you can't get through. You know what I mean? A pipe right. or whatever. Right. It's just, the, you know, it's just, yeah, but I mean, it's pretty clear that if the water's connected, it's a, it's part of that lake because the water is all connected. It's not separated by a man-made you know, a whole new ecosystem, a farm pod. It's connected. It's free flowing is the word. It's all the little fingers and arms, kind of like we talked about. With, so like, what, so what if there's an objection? Okay, let me pause it right there. Because again, Drew Gregory, again, I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose, but he's saying, well, if the water is connected, that's irrelevant. And again, if you're going to cite that rule, you need to cite the rule also that says, and I'll read it again, only water is accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. So yes, the rule says Pickwick Lake and any creeks and canals connecting to Pickwick Lake, but only waters accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. And again, stating one half of the rule that is convenient to you, and I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose, but just stating that part of the, the first part of the rule where it says lakes and creeks, canals connecting to Pickwick Lake, doesn't make it right because you're omitting the part where it says only water is accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered. And this is where I need it needs to be clarified because a lot of people are getting hang up on this to saying like, well, well, uh, it, you know, the water is connected, so it's accessible. No, it clearly states only accessible from the main body of Pickwick Lake will be considered accessible. And it doesn't make a decision whether it's man-made accessible or nature-made accessible or inaccessible. It just needs to, it just says that it needs to be accessible. So if you're going to quote that rule, you need to quote it completely. You just can't cherry pick one part of the rule to clear yourself of the second part of the rule. That makes sense. Let's continue. And by the way, keep an eye on Roy Lambert on this because I think it's hilarious how Roy Lambert is trying to keep it together because he is clearly frustrated at the miscommunication that's going on here. And, and it's pretty funny. Obstruction in between the lake and maybe, you know, 20 or 30 miles up a creek that you're fishing. How do you know if that obstruction's there? What do you mean? How you, how do you know if it's there? If and that's why, that's why I defend Drew in the sense that I think he just didn't understand what the context of the conversation was. There's a tree down. If the water's dropped and now there's a shoal that's, 10 miles, yeah. 10 miles down the creek from you that's now an obstruction that doesn't connect to the to the lake anymore. Uh, I'll tell you, the rules say Drew's getting frustrated all, here. Lay, all rivers and creeks flowing into Lake Pickwick and must be accessed, public access 
So if you okay, so again, Drew Gregory is misquoting the rules here. And again, I'm not accusing Drew Gregory of doing this on purpose. I genuinely believe that he believes that. But what he's saying right now is he's kind of changing uh, the narrative here. And I'm not saying he's on purpose. Like I said, you can notice that he's just not understanding what uh, uh, Jeff Malad and Lunch Money, uh, Ryan Lambert, is trying to say. What he's saying right now is like, well, if it's accessible from public areas and it's a channel or a creek that feeds into uh, Lake Pickwick, then it is okay. And that is not true. Or again, that is a misrepresentation of the rule. That is taken now a part of the rule that says it must be accessible from the water. So he basically there's another rule that says uh, all body, uh, any that you need to access the body of water through public access. That is one rule that's separate from this rule. That that is not that rule has nothing to do with eligible waters. That's just a different rule that deals with um accessible, the accessible point. So he's saying basically that he accessed the creek is okay as long as it access on public water. And that what and while that is true, again, he's omitting the the rule, the part of the rule that says that it needs to be connected to the main body of water. Again, just because you Drew Gregory access this body of water that's inaccessible from the main lake, even if he accessed it legally, meaning even if he accessed this part of the creek that is accessible from public lake, that doesn't mean that he can fish it because if that portion that he fishes not accessible through the main lake regardless that he accessed legally or not is still an off-limit part of the creek because it is not accessible from the main body of lake so again i do believe drew gregory accessed the body of water in question through public land which is correct he is right about that but again that part of the of the body of water they was fishing was not accessible from the main lake. And that is the only thing that matters because that is the only rule that's quoted in the protest. You can follow 99 out of a hundred rules, but if you don't follow that one single rule, you're still disqualified. Let me continue on a little You access at public access and you go down and you hit that and you don't, if you, for some reason hit it, you just you can't go over it. You can't get out. You can't get out and go over it. You can't according to the bass rules. You can't get out and go over it. It's pretty clear. If you do, if you do find something like that, you can't get out and go over it. Your fishing is done. You go back the other direction. Well, that's all. It, that's all you gotta do. The <laughs> rules for bass actually. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lambert is getting so frustrated the here. Bass rules <laughs> so say all water must be accessible from the main lake. Yeah. If you're fishing above exactly. an obstruction, does the, the, that make it inaccessible right. from the main lake is the question. That's what I'm saying right, right. with the gray area stuff. Like it's open Yeah, they can clear that up. I, and this one, I don't agree with lunch money. Um, Ryan Lambert on this. This is that that can be cleared up. That that's that doesn't need to be cleared up. It just says that it must be accessible from the main body of lake. I don't see where that needs to be cleared up. Uh, everybody understands the rule. Jeff Mallard quoted it. And Drew Gregory, you can uh, Drew Gregory when Jeff Mallott 
said you must be accessible from the main lake. Drew Gregory says, right. So he understands that rule. And again, this could be something that it seems to me like the context of what Jeff Malad and Ryan Lambers was talking about is not the same context as Drew Gregory or what Drew Gregory thought, what the context was. So there was a miscommunication there, and that's why I give Drew the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I don't think he was purposely misleading or purposely cherry-picking rules to declare his innocence on this. Um, but nevertheless, again, he is right in the sense that he did access the body of water through public land. He is right that... Um, he did not portage. He did not violate either of those rules. But he still broke the rule that says that that body of water needs to be accessible from the main lake. That, I mean, there is no gray area on that. I'm sorry. I, I wish this was somebody else other than Gregory. And again, on the court of public opinions, I'll side with you, Gregory, that maybe uh, for some reason, I, and I can't think of one, but for some reason he, you know, he... He made a mistake and it wasn't on purpose. What I'm saying, I don't think he purposely tried to break the rules. But I can't just, but it it's logical um, or it's safe to say that he understands that rule. And that rule was broken again. So that's my point of view on it. Um, I wanted to touch on something else and I got so caught up with this that, that I completely forgot. Um, but yeah, that that's basically it. Um, oh, I promise you that I was going to talk about the significance of 10 anglers protesting this. Um, and again, context is everything on this. Over the last, like I mentioned before, over the last five or six years, Drew Gregory um, has been, uh, finishes have been protested before and has not been accepted because there was lack of evidence. I've talked to different anglers that protested this tournament, and I've talked to anglers that have protested uh, tournaments in the past, like Lake Darnell, I think, like three years ago, and, and, and other past tournaments. I think Smith Lake this year on Bass Nation was also protested. Um, and again, I'll defend Drew if there's no lack of evidence. From what I've asked people that protest is, and I get that, it's hard to protest um, when it's hard to, it's hard not, let me see correct myself it's not hard to protest it's hard to provide evidence when you're fishing a tournament and then you find out that the person that was fishing was fishing waters as shown in the metadata was fishing waters that were outside um um the the eligible waters uh, because they weren't accessible from the main lake because you're out there fishing. You're not there policing anybody. You're just going out there concentrating, trying to get your five fish or your 10 fish if it's a two-day tournament, right? So you're not going out there policing anybody. So once the tournament is done, everybody packs up uh, and heads back to the house or, or, or the award ceremony, whatever it is. So it's not easy to catch somebody in the act of doing that. The reason why this was able, in this case, there was evidence submitted is because a uh, fraction of those 10 anglers decided we're going to do something about it and we're going to go and document the journey from where he caught the fish to the main body of lake. And again, I've seen the evidence um, and I'm convinced that uh, Drew Gregory needs to be disqualified. The significance of 10 anglers submitting is a message, not just to Bass Nation or Dwayne Wally or 
it's a message to all national tournament directors. From what I've talked to people, there is this growing sentiment that tournament organization, national tournament organization, I'm not calling anyone on it specifically, but the fact remains, I've talked to several tournament anglers that have expressed their frustration with the hands-off approach of this national 12 directors organization saying, I don't want to get involved in disqualifying anybody. Reasons that I can only suspect is they don't want that bad stigma, uh, that bad stigma or that dark cloud hanging over their product. A lot of the tournament anglers feel that the reason why this has escalated to this point is because tournament directors, again, have been quote unquote lazy or unwilling to enforce their own rules for fear of having this dark cloud hanging over the tournament. And I'm not calling anybody on it specifically, but the fact remains that I've talked to more than a dozen anglers and a lot of them feel that way. And this is a message. This is 10 people. You don't need 10 people to protest. For the most part, it's one, oops, it's one person protesting this and that's it. That's all you need to protest as long as you have evidence. The fact that 10 people protested, it, they're sending a message to this tournament organization. Again, not just Bass Nation. If you don't get this right, you may not see us again. And I believe, I talked to some tournament anglers saying, if they don't get this right, I'm not coming back to this tournament or this trail. So this is very important. I mean, Bass Nation is trying to once again um, build up what they what they were trying to build. Over the last two seasons, the numbers have been declining. Um, these numbers are not even close to what Hobie BOS and KBF numbers are pulling. Um, and they want to grow this. They're making changes. John Stewart is not there anymore. There's going to be a new tournament director. They've had, had meetings where I think about 10 anglers, uh, not related to the protest, but uh, with a group of anglers to kind of got, go over what things they can do to grow their product. And this is a message. This is a coordinated message by these 10 anglers saying, you want to grow your product? You better do things right. You better start tightening up and being lazy about um, enforcing your rules and having this hands-off hands approach. And I've talked to several people. I've I've had people come and says. I've had people come and say, I'm not fishing any more national trails because, and I get it. If you're paying upwards to $800 or $1,000 to be in a tournament, and that's counting tournament fees, gas prices, groceries, Airbnbs. I mean, there are a few people that have turned uh, sponsorship that kind of mitigate those costs. But for most of out there, I'm telling you right now, Lake Darnell to me is like $800 at least to fish. Any tournament outside of Texas is going to be with gas prices and Airbnbs and everything, about $800. I just want a fair shot at landing in the money and winning a tournament. And if people don't feel like that is being uh, protected, they're going to stop going to these tournaments. And I guarantee you, if Bass Nation doesn't get this right, this could signal the decline that ultimately ends Bass Nation kayak season. And I'm not making empty threats. I'm not, I'm just saying, according to what I've talked to some anglers, 
they fully expect Bass Nation to do the right thing. And what they feel the right thing is, is that this um, result is being disqualified. And again, nothing personal on Drew Gregory. I'll say this again. I love Drew Gregory. Drew Gregory is a close friend of mine. He still is past this podcast. And I hope he still views his, me this way. He's welcome to come in my podcast. Whenever he wins another tournament, I guarantee I'm going to invite him. Whenever I have other subjects related to kayak fishing that I think he would bring a great input, I would certainly reach out to him and have him on my podcast. I have nothing but the utmost respect. And in the court of public opinions, I give Duke Gregory the benefit of the doubt because I think he's earned it. But again, that's my thoughts on this. Um, later on in the year, I'll make an episode about what rules could be tightening up and what um, is more related to um, launch points and accessible points and all that. But that's going to be later in the episode. I don't want to mix one thing with the other because I think it's important for us to stay on point on this. I hope this clarifies um, any doubts that you may have on what's going on. If you don't like my opinion, please know that I respect your opinions. I hope you respect mine. If you have any thoughts on this, you can reach me at email, baskayakandbeers at gmail.com. You can reach me on social media, um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So have a great day, everyone. If you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. If you have a couple of beers while you're on the water, please take responsibility. Make sure you make it back to your loved ones. Have a good day, everyone. Peace out.